0: You know, every, every adopted child has experienced great loss. And every story is different. So whether it was abandonment or neglect or some other awful circumstance that ripped a family apart that took a child away from his first family, they have experienced deep, um, deep loss. And so to some degree, they're going to all... Wonder, um, struggle with this fear of losing again. But to be able to speak to that and bring healing in whatever level needed, or just even start the conversation, is my, my deepest hope.
1: Welcome, everyone, to Bringing Kids Home, a TBHC foster care and adoption production. I'm Jason, TBHC's president. We're excited you're joining us today to hear stories of how any one of us, including you, can make a difference in a child's life. Today's podcast is sponsored by, well, this podcast. We are preparing to transition from this name to a brand new name next year. And we're excited about the opportunity it will give. to Tell more stories that impact our mission. Now, stick around and hear how stories of faith and family help bring kids home. Our guest today is Charity Clayton. Charity grew up in DeSoto, Texas and has lived in Waxahachie, Texas for the last 12 years. She and her husband have adopted both domestically and internationally. They also planted Remedy Church almost 12 years ago, hence the move. Charity has recently authored a children's book for adoptive families, and she will be sharing more about this book with us today. Charity's story demonstrates that Jesus is everything, and she hopes to encourage and relate to people through it. Charity, thank you so much for joining me today.
0: Yes, thank you guys so much for having me. It's an honor to be here.
1: Always love visiting with you, and uh, your husband's great. I want to ask a little bit about maybe an update. Last time you were on the podcast uh, was over a year ago. It was our first Mm -hmm. year. Uh, Y'all did back-to-back episodes. It was wonderful hearing y'all's testimony. We talked a little bit about the church. How's the church planting journey going?
0: You know what? It's going really good. God has been very kind to us from the very beginning, um, but in the last two years has um, given us a building free of charge. Another pastor and their church um, were getting ready to close their doors and gave us their building. So that was a huge, miraculous answer to prayer. And so we've spent the last um, year uh, renovating it, the space to make it uh, really work well, work best for our church family. So we are about two-thirds of the way through that renovation, completely debt-free. God has provided everything we needed all along the way. So we're getting ready to ramp up and start that last phase of renovation. Um, Of course, we know the church is not a building, but the church is the people of God. Um, But having this physical building has opened the doors for new new opportunities for ministry, um, new contacts in the neighborhood that we're in. God has just been incredibly faithful and it's been so fun to be on this journey with him.
1: Well, that's amazing. I know that it's, it's been a journey and it's not over yet. That's what's right. great about it.
0: Yeah, that's
1: right. Well, I have you on today because you have authored this book and usually I ask people tell us your bringing kids home story, but mm-hmm. how about you tell us you're bringing this book to life story? Uh, what, what's, yes. what's a key moment?
0: yeah well i I need to start by saying that i am I never aspired to write a book never aspired to author anything. My husband is Mr Communication I am not um so this book was actually birthed about two summers ago on a camping trip with my family in the middle of Arkansas and um I felt like had space to just be quiet with the Lord and for um just my brain to work, (laughs) getting out of the ordinary rhythms of life and having that space to think. But I was reading another book that really got me thinking about um, being faithful with a story that God has given us. Um, And there's parts of our story that are just really difficult and really hard, but God has used those pieces to equip us to help other families who have welcomed children from hard places into their homes. So I just started really thinking about that and praying, asking the Lord, hey, how can I be really most faithful with the story that you've given us? And this little um, whisper of a thought about writing a children's book that speaks specifically to like a really vulnerable place in an adopted child's heart, um, it was birthed there. And like I literally laid in the camper that night and um, typed out the first version of this uh, little book on my notes app and so woke up in the morning I was up a lot that night woke up in the morning and was like Erin, hey what do you think about this (laughs) so that is where all of this was birth of course it's been through rounds and rounds of editing and um, thoughts just to get it exactly what I want it to be and to get to the exact places I want it to touch in a child's heart but that is where this was born
1: That's really cool. Okay, so basically laying out in the stars, and here this comes falling on you, essentially. Right. That's really cool. What's one of the things that motivated you beyond this little anecdotal moment? I mean, I know it's your kids. The answer is it's your family. Yeah. But you were very raw with this last time about a mama's journey Mm -hmm. in adoption, and Mm -hmm. what do you think this will speak to your own kid's heart?
0: Okay, so this is just a really fun story. Um, I read through the book in its entirety with my kids for the first time last week. So um, with the illustrations, it was just on my phone. We're about done with the design phase of the book. It's beautiful. My illustrator is phenomenally talented. It's a gorgeous book. Um, But this was the first time that my kids had heard it all the way through um, with the pictures. So here are just, so my daughter was actually at school. That was just my three boys. My oldest son, who we adopted internationally, has been in our family for 14 years, about halfway through the book, um, had tears in his eyes and like could hardly, um, could hardly Mm -hmm. talk. And then my, um, three-year-old who, um, we adopted domestically. Um, we actually just celebrated two years in our home a few days ago. Um, but he, um, he throughout the book, he's three kept going, mama, why mama, why, why, why? And part of my heart, a big part of my heart in this book is to um, create this space for um, adoptive parents to um, answer these why questions with their adoptive children. So um, there's a piece of the story that where the child toward the end is really vulnerable with mom and says, Hey, hey, what if I get sad, and I miss my first mom, and um, so this little guy's three, so these conversations about first mom are still kind of confusing, and um, a little tricky, but he was asking why, why, and actually later um, that evening, when I was rocking him to sleep, we had like a conversation about his first mom, Um, and I'm very on a three-year-old level, but yeah, It was such a like a sweet moment for me because that is, um, you know, that that is my prayer for this book is that that it will open this space in a child's heart that maybe a parent doesn't know that the child is uh, has questions about. um, And and it allows the parents to speak into those things and just to start bringing healing um, Mm -hmm. through these places in a child's heart that are really raw and can be vulnerable Um, And sometimes just as parents, we're unaware that they're even there. Sometimes the kids, sometimes the children, a lot of times the children are unaware that there are those wounds in their hearts that are driving like behavior and all of these things as well. So to help get straight, straight there. I mean, I was actually kind of shocked by it that it (laughs) it was that clear. And then my um, little bio baby, he's 10, he's not a baby, um, but just at the end was grinning ear to ear and just said, mama it's so good. It's so good. People are just going to love this. So my heart was pretty full. I can't even remember what your original question was or if I answered it. But um, but anyways, those are sweet moments with my kids introducing the book in its entirety to them.
1: It's beautiful. Goodness. Thank I you. mean, the story needs to be told again and again.
0: Thank um, you.
1: And that's the part about recording it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Whenever you are putting something creative together. There's a journey to that. And uh, I know as you've, you've walked through this, you've had inspiration. And can we, can we talk a little bit about your family? You know, sure,
0: absolutely.
1: you shared uh, last time a, a lot about the adoption journey overseas. And, and of course, what we've not said is what domestically means. That means you've gone right. through TBHC. That's right. Um, what has that journey been like? You know, we had an adoption day. Y'all had a beautiful addition to your family. What's life been like since?
0: Yeah, it um, it's been wild. So uh, it's been wild. It's been so good and so sweet, and I wouldn't change any of it. But um, bringing a kiddo from a hard place into your home is hard. It's just really hard, and it kind of rocks the boat for sometimes a good long while, um, and also triggers things. And another kiddo who is from a hard place. So we've had, we're kind of, it's like a double whammy. And then I've got these other um, babies in the middle of all of that who they are not babies. I, you know, I want them to be babies, but they're not babies anymore. <laughs> um, But we're just trying to care for all of their hearts. And honestly, like, even just this week, it's been overwhelming. Erin and I have both had these moments of sadness and overwhelming, um, like, Just a desperation that we need the Lord to intervene in our kids' hearts, all of all of their hearts. um, We, in and of ourselves, are not capable of bringing healing. We can't do it. So only the Lord can do those things. Um, And so I feel like this week, even this morning today, has just been a we've been having to exercise dependency on the Lord for those things. However, okay, Jesse is incredible. And he came with some some uh, negative behaviors, um, but he was just he was just doing his best, surviving and the best he knew how to. Since then, I, I he he has come so far. He has come so far. He can use his words to get what he means. He's quick, more quick to correct himself um, when he has um, this negative outburst we can we can just kind of give him a look like oh hey bud was that was that the right way and he'll, he'll he can catch himself and correct himself Um, so so it's good and it's sweet and I always say adoption maybe I said it in the last podcast I'm not sure but like adoption or foster care um, is so hard um, but one of the great joys in it is that you get the front row seat to watching miracle after miracle Mm -hmm. after miracle so like these things that are healing in our kids hearts are like the miraculous work of god and we get to sit we get the front row seat to that and i think the difficult parts of it make that so much sweeter and so much better as in any story you know um So that's where we are now. Life is still really messy and crazy. And we look at each other at the end of a lot of days and go, oh my goodness, what are we doing? But we wouldn't change a thing. We would, we would not change a thing. We're so happy. We love love our crew.
1: That is so good to hear. You talked a lot about being the mom who, you had a journey. I'll put Mm -hmm. it that way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And
1: I, I'd love for you to contrast your hard days. Would you contrast for a mom today? Cause every single mom yeah. goes through this. I know that whether they've adopted or not, where are you today? How, how do you handle the things that are just too heavy for you? Because we all do, we all yeah. carry things that are too heavy for us.
0: Yeah. Well, this journey has been a very sanctifying one for me and I'm so grateful that I am not where I was 12 years ago. Um, and that's no doing of my own, but
1: Amen.
0: God's work in us. And honestly, through a lot of difficulty, um, he has accomplished that. Um, but I think, you know, I, I've mentioned this week and even just this week, really, um, instead of my hope being in um, even my child's healing, I do hope for that. I do mm. hope and we pray and we beg the Lord to heal like very specific things like physical things in our child's, our, our kiddo's brain, but also like their hearts. Um, so while I do hope for that still, my hope that's not where my hope ends. So um, a really difficult day um, that used to lead me to a place of despair because I like I couldn't see this getting any better. Couldn't see this. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it happened again today. It's going to be happening in ten years. Like, um, this. My hope has shifted. It's not perfectly, and I and I definitely waver. But it's so much more in the. It's so much more in the fact that Jesus is going to be with me. He is going to be near to me all the way through the journey, whether he heals our children in the way that we really long for him to, or not. He's going to be present with me. He's going to give me what I need all along the way. And he, he is everything that I need. He is everything that I need for to live my life, um, not only surviving the day-to-day and the difficulty, but to live my life with great joy in a way that like glorifies and honors him in everything. Um, so that, I feel like, is 12 years. And the making, and I have so much further to go, and I know the Lord will continue that work in my heart, but that's the difference. That's, that's what leads you to despair or like to put your hope in the Lord and ask Him for the strength for the next moment, or or to go lay on your bathroom floor and cry, <laughs> which sometimes that happens too, <laughs> um, but yeah.
2: Hi, I'm Laurie Henthorne, Donor Engagement Manager at TBHC Foster Care and Adoption. Did you know that there are over 6,000 children waiting for adoption in Texas today? And did you know that there are only about 1,000 willing foster adoptive homes licensed and available to them? These children are coming from hard places and are needing a place to heal. We at TBHC strive to provide homes where they will feel safe and loved and where they can begin their healing process. What if you could play a part in changing these statistics? TBHC depends on people like you to help change the course of these children's lives. You could open your heart and home to them, or you could come alongside them and help provide for the parents' training or for specialized therapy for a child through your financial support. We invite you to visit our website, tbhc.org, to find out more about us, hear inspiring stories and ways to pray for TBHC families, and to find out how you can be a part of bringing kids home.
1: I just know that a lot of, a lot of moms need encouragement every time that you've shared about your journey. I know that that's, that's a very vulnerable place to be. And I I think there's something to that too, that a lot of moms need to take time to share with each other. And and where are we uh, in the process of this, this release? I know that.
0: Yes. So um, it should be ready for pre-sale mid to late October. Um, and then ready for purchase by November, which is honestly like perfect timing. It's national adoption month and That's right. adoption day is right in there. And I mean, that was never the intent, but God knows. So I'm super excited about the timing with that. Um, you'll be able to purchase it, um, on Amazon and other places, but my website is charityclayton.com and you can purchase it through, uh, my website or, um, it'll send you to places where you can purchase it easily.
2: That's
1: great. Well, something sure. to share with you that you, I know you guys will celebrate with us mm-hmm. is that's 500 adoption celebration for TBHC as oh, well. Oh, that's
0: so neat.
1: Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So that's awesome. a really big month for you. It's a big month for our organization. So that's, yeah. that's awesome. Crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about Aaron for a minute. His his journey with this is, I'm assuming, somewhat, but uh, he's been supportive, obviously, and all that. But it has. Mm-hmm. Have y'all shared a moment of talking about this and him being a part of it?
0: Oh my goodness, he is like he is very much a part of it, like right beside me, uh, pushing it all the way. So this story is my family's story. So I haven't even said the name of the book is Together Forever, No Matter What. Um, And that is a phrase that we've used in my house a billion years over the past probably 13 years. Um, Our oldest was adopted about 14 and a half years ago. And then as we've started this journey into TVRI parenting, and connected parenting, we're realizing, okay, this kid um, has this very real fear that if one of us walks out the door, we're not coming back. And so like, it didn't matter if it was for work or like, it, it didn't matter. Anytime we were apart, um, anytime we were apart, he was afraid that somehow we weren't coming back together. So this very, very deep-rooted fear of loss um, or of abandonment um, that we weren't coming back. So we started this little mantra, and it's all over my house, together, forever, no matter what. We say it all the time, every time. I mean, still, still. Like, he's 16, and he needs to hear it like together forever no matter what my little guy does too um all of us do we need to like recommit to that every day (laughs) to each other you know um we're in this thing together so um the story and actually a lot of the um, instances in the book that the little boy the whole the whole book is a conversation between um a little boy and his adoptive mom and so he's questioning um In the first half of the book was like, hey, are we going to be together forever, no matter what, even though I did these things, even though I, um, you know, and some of them are really funny. Some of them are uh, more serious, but these little things that he does to kind of test mom and say, are you sure? And she responds to him super graciously. And then the second half of the book, it gets like, "Okay, well, let's really test this. And it's like these bigger, grander, what if I? build a rocket ship and run away to the moon. Well, what then mom kind of. And so she answers him graciously and just over and over throughout the book, just says, Hey, together forever, no matter what the last page of the book says, um, he says, Hey mom, if I forget, will you tell me again tomorrow? And so she comes back and says, Hey, yes, tomorrow. And the day after forever and ever like she will, she's going to continue to remind this little boy that she is committed to him. Um, and to, to their family um, no matter what yeah. and so I feel like this is the journey and the story that um, that our family is walking out day to day and so the book didn't really take that much um, work we have plenty plenty of uh, examples to draw from so I think a lot of adoptive families kids and parents will be able to relate to the book and to instances but like a lot of times these this deep deep Uh, rooted fear in our kids heart are what drives these negative like testing kind of behaviors um, because of their view of themselves because of the loss that they've already experienced Um, they they need to know they need to know hey 16 years later are you still coming home you're still coming home Um, so yeah so Aaron and I are in this together and I I, he's Mr. Communication I've said that said that already so like all the the words and I'm like, hey, this is what I'm actually trying to communicate. He's like, well, what if we say it this way? And I'm like, yes. So he's been the champion behind this book. It's, You know, I wrote it like two years ago and Mm. um, so put it away for a long time because publishing is a little tricky to figure out. But he has been the one that said, hey, let's pick this back up. It's time. Let's do it. So that's been super fun.
1: Yeah, it's always good to have a cheerleader. I think that When I got the chance to read it a while back, one of the things that kept coming to my mind is how relatable it is for any family who's adopted. Yeah. And I know you're saying this is my family. This is my family. And what's beautiful about the way you wrote it is everyone else can say it, too. Yeah. This is my family. This is my family. That's right. So thank you for making that an intentional effort there.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: What do you hope for everyone who picks it up and reads it?
0: You know, I, my greatest hope with this book is that it will just be such a, a tool in the hands of adoptive families to, um, I mean, I've said it already, but to, like, go to certain places in their child's hearts that need to be uncovered, um, and I feel like it's really like a gentle tiptoe into a place that can be really raw and vulnerable in a child's heart that may like if you just hit it head on, hey, are you da 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 da? da, da, da? You know, are you missing your birth mom or you, you know what I mean? Like this is a
1: yeah
0: it's kind of like um it's like a third party that kind of comes in and says this is what's happening over here to this these guys and then this kid starts going, oh maybe that's what's happening here. And you know what mom and dad go, oh, maybe that's what's happening there. And then they can start to speak to that and like reassure, um, begin to like reassure and just bring healing to a place that that desperately needs it. And you know, every every adopted child um, has experienced great loss, um, and every story is different. So whether it was abandonment or neglect or some other awful circumstance that ripped a family apart that took a child away from his first family they have experienced deep um deep loss and so to some degree they're gonna all wonder um struggle with this fear of losing again um to some level and some some more than others one of my kiddos struggles with it heavily one of them um well he's still young so it's kind of we'll see how it all plays out But to be able to speak to that and bring healing and whatever level needed or just even start the conversation is my my deepest hope.
1: Yeah, definitely. I'd love for you to share just a a sampling of the book with us. Would you be willing to do that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right. So um, I'm trying to set it up. But one of the questions that uh, the little boy asked his mom in the first half of the book um, he says, even though I always forget to pick up my dirty underwear, mom says, you don't always forget, kiddo, but yes, together forever, even when you forget to pick up your stinky undies. Look at mama's eyes. You're stuck with us, champ. No matter how you look or where you grew, no matter what you do, we'll be together forever, no matter what.
1: No matter what. Yeah. That's really beautiful. Thank you. Uh, I highly recommend it to every family out there that's adopted um no matter the age of the kid i mean we've we've talked about that a lot too today Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if they're littles or they're big right definitely thank you so Um, much what is what is the number one thing you wish everyone knew about adoption
0: that's a good question um Gosh, I have I have multiple answers flying through my head right now. <laughs> I think um, as a follower of Jesus Christ, adoption is such a beautiful picture of the gospel. And uh, just a reminder over and over and over again of the goodness of God to us in the gospel. We have been adopted. We have been rescued. We had nothing to offer um, God, he just said yes. And he loved us unconditionally. And, um, he is continually, continually, um, healing our hearts as we walk with him and learn to live in the love that he offers us. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's the first thing that comes to my head, to my mind. God
1: adopted us. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how would you like for uh, people to get in touch with you?
0: Yeah, so I'm currently in the process of building my launch team for the book as well. So a launch team member agrees to, oh, it's not signed in blood or anything, but it says, hey, yeah, I'd love to purchase a book and is going to help get the word out. So I don't have a ton of time to send lots and lots of emails, so you're not going to get a lot of spam from me, but just important things about the book as it's getting ready to come out. And, um, just help promoting it on social media and those kinds of things. So if you're interested in being a part of the launch team, um, you can go to charityclayton.com It's pretty easy to, um, to navigate, figure out where you need to be for that. Um, but yeah, that's great. And, and then you can email me, contact me through that, through the website as well. I'd love to hear from any of you.
1: Awesome. Well, we'll make sure we put that in the description on this podcast and all that. Is there anything left unsaid by you? Oh goodness.
0: Um, I think early on in our journey, um, we were naive when we started our journey. We didn't know really what we were getting into with adoption, and I think if we had, we might not have actually taken our first steps into adoption mm-hmm. if we saw what was coming. But God was gracious in in not letting us see what was coming. Um, but I think as the church ought to call believers um, to adopt, to enter into, um, orphan care, foster care and adoption. And then Aaron and I's heart is so much for, um, helping to equip the families that say yes. We said yes. And then we about died and <laughs> didn't have any community, didn't have the help or the resources that we need to do it well. We, we weren't, um, parenting in a way that was bringing healing we had rescued, I guess, in some way, our kid out of a dire situation, but we were um, helpless and helpless to help him, and so our heart is so much to really equip the church, equipping the families who have said yes and walked in that. Um, This book is maybe a small tool in a a bigger picture of, like, a parenting conversation um, for how to help bring healing to our kiddos' hearts, but Um, we think that the church ought to do both, that they ought to call families to care for orphans and then to get in it with them and to help make sure that they're equipped to do so.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. And that's so vital, so important. Every, every church can step up and do something in that regard. So thank y'all for being inspirations in that y'all have done training for us, for our staff. Y'all have uh, provided training that our parents can go to, um, You've put a priority on this and that has been incredible to witness and hear and experience myself.
0: Thank you so much. It's such a joy for us to be able to help and give away what we've been given.
1: Well bless you and thank you so much for giving giving yourself away in this and you know helping bring kids home.
2: Absolutely. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to get in touch with today's guest or any of our previous guests, you can contact us through our email podcast at tbhc.org that's podcast at tbhc.org leave us a comment recommend a guest to our show and give us a five-star review wherever you listen and don't forget to subscribe for more information check out our website tbhc.org and discover how you can participate in bringing kids home